and welcome to this bonus episode of Mental Health Mosaics, an exploration of mental health from out north brought to you from Anchorage, Alaska on the unceded traditional lands of the Dena'ina people. I'm your host, Anne Hillman. On many episodes of Mosaics, you hear poems by MC Mahogany Magnetic, our poet in residence. In the last episode, she spoke about and recited her piece, No Justice George, No Peace Brianna. When we recorded that reading, before we got to her poem, she shared a lot about living with bipolar disorder and PTSD and how she interacts with the world. To put it bluntly, when I went back and listened to it again about a month after we chatted, it made me feel better. Winter's really, really hard for me, which is part of the reason it took me a whole month to listen to what she said again. So hearing Mahogany's reminders about accepting herself and reframing the situations were really helpful. So I'm bringing you this bonus episode just in case it helps you too. I am MC Mahogany Magnetic. And what else do you want people to know about you? Uh, I'm cool like that. You, they can know whatever they want to know about me, and they can make it up. It doesn't make me no difference anymore. Like, I used to be concerned, but no. Like, no, if there's just lies and rumors, believe them. They probably are true. <laughs> so, yeah, because uh, I know who I am. That's all that matters. Uh, but in sharing that with other people, oh, what should people know about me? Uh, other than, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a writer, uh, poet, novelist. Um, I write Fiction, nonfiction, flash fiction, which is like really short stories. I write short stories. I write a lot of poetry. I'm a playwright. <clears throat> I'm a playwright as well. Um, what else? MC. You know, I'm a professional MC. I host like events in which I MC. <laughs> I bring poets and spoken word artists to to the microphone. I get to introduce people sometimes. I feel it's uh, facilitate. Um, Meetings and discussions, panel discussions, the, the, all those type of things. I love uh, Bagua Zhang, Kung Fu, practice daily. I've been like learning some Tai Chi stuff too the past few months. So that's coming along really nicely. I'm like learning uh, 36 form. I think that's what it's called. That, um, what else? Roller skating, that's my thing. That's my thing, too. Like, I've been, like, really getting good on my roller skates since the last time we talked. Still can't quite go backwards the way I want, but it's happening. I am a mental health advocate. I'm also a person who, you know, is constantly dealing and challenging with mental health. I have bipolar disorder and PTSD. And I'm like clinically diagnosed, socially diagnosed, culturally diagnosed, however you want to call them diagnosed. Mm, and, diagnosing. Whew. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I accept those diagnoses, uh, diagnoses about myself, right, uh, in, in many ways. Because like, whereas like, you know, Western medicine may say like, you know, it's a clinical thing, but you look at, you know, traditional cultural, you know, culture, African systems and Alaskan Native systems, you know, these these are gifts. These are talents. You know, saying any other times like yo, you know, she's the witch doctor. You know, it's the conjure woman. You know, in the plantation. You know, so those 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 type of things. Uh, I, I I see that. But in in my in my challenges with with mental health, I mean, the mood swings are like constant. Even though I'm not on medication as of like since 2018, I've been totally off medication. 
Um, and I and I, I should just 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 say this. I'm not like gonna say medication is a bad thing or a good thing. For me, um, I was like, this is pointless because the medication is the that I was given. I was on many different medications from 2010 to 2018 mood stabilizers. That's all they were. Nothing stopped the mania and the depression. Nothing stopped the cycling. It just subdued it, you know? And so no matter how subdued, I'm still having these ups and downs, these waves that I'm going through. They're still, like, frustrated and aggravating me. It's like, so what's the point? I'm not going to bother with these with these medications anymore. I'm just going to be manic and I'm going to be depressed. So if I find myself awake for, you know, for 48, 72 hours, you know, a whole week and so what? If I find myself sleeping for, you know, 18, 20 hours a day, you know, for for another week, you know, it's just it's just like whatever. I just go with the 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 flow of my own body rhythms, my own chemistry. Um and 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 doing that has brought me a lot of relief. Because like oftentimes you hear people talking about like, you know how like with cancer, you gotta we gotta fight cancer, we gotta fight breast cancer, right? And going into the idea with chronic mental, you know, going to mental illness with you know these chronic mental illness with that idea that you I'm gonna beat this is like uh uh-uh. it's chronic for a reason, you know, and it it really only ends in one way, <laughs> however long that you know that 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 is for each of us though. So by not, I, I noticed that I would start experiencing suicidal ideation because I would become frustrated. Like, when is this ever going to stop? Is it ever going to stop? You know, then I was like, then I get this defeatist attitude. Like, oh, I'm never going to win. I'm never going to beat this, you know? And then with, so with that defeatist attitude comes, like, defeat, embodying that defeat in that mindset. It's like, well... Might as well just like call it a day, you know, end it now and everything. But that's the thing. So by not becoming frustrated about the mood swings anymore and just going with them, I no longer feel like I'm losing. And because I no longer feel like I'm losing, nor do I understand I'm not winning either, but I'm in a much more comfortable state. So I don't like get to that point where like I want to cause harm to myself. It's like it is what it is. I'm bipolar. I can be bipolar, but I don't. I'm not my illness. You know, I'm I'm not that. And it's the same with the PTSD and uh, the panic attack. I still get panic attacks frequently, and I have. Um, I've had I've been on like Xanax. Uh, and the last one's I can't remember the name of it now quite a few different anti-anxiety medications. And I I keep them um, if I find myself in situations where, like, um, I really don't have the space to to deal with that, that pain that I, I'm feeling or to deal with that fight, of, of fight or flight, you know, feeling. Um, and then there's this, this, this part, too. Like, I, I was just, just writing about this the other day. That somewhere down the line, I was like, I'm tired of like numbing my pain. I'm tired just because I had a bad day or, you know, like this past week, you know, a really close friend of mine passed away on on Monday morning and we were just hanging out on Sunday. And 
I don't want to like numb that pain by you know okay I'm just gonna drink some wine and celebrate my friend I'm just gonna smoke all kinds of weed today you know no I'm just going to like sit with the sit with the pain and deal with those those emotions and and confront them and, and not go away from them and I don't, I think I'm better off with that and I mean I, I guess I do the same thing when it comes to physical ailments too to a certain degree. Right, it's like okay, now I'm just gonna sit with this. I'm a martial artist. It's gonna it's gonna be painful days, you know. So, um, but I, you know, I I, I keep those the the those uh, anti anxiety meds for like when I really really need them, or I find myself traveling um, far away from home and you know having these panic attacks and anxiety. So I'm more difficult to deal with, like you know moving through the airport or on trains or buses in other cities. And then, you know, those places, new places, environment can be like overwhelming, a lot of stimulation too. So I keep it for, for, for that reason. But nevertheless, just learning to um, accept um, these elements that I have, uh, face them, is work every day. Every day is survival mode for me. It don't look like it. I know, I'm joyful, I'm cheery, like, yeah, everything is like, no. This is a fight. You understand? Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm in this. To, I'm not writing this poem just because, like, you know, I like to write poetry and I want people to like my poetry. No, I'm writing this because, like, I got something on my heart. I need to say. I got to get it out because if not, it just ball. It just manifests and just becomes this big old like ball, colossal statue sitting with inside little old me, and it's like just not gonna work. So. um that's just the way I have to um, process things. But every day is work. I have to continue to, you know, do my exercising. You know, it's just not just because I like, you know, kung fu and, and roller skating. But, you know, physical activities, it helps with the endorphins. It helps us make us feel better and well and, and all those good things. So, that, and that's what I do. And, and I always work to reframe. I always work to reframe. I do my best to never use the use the word or speak the word T R Y. I do my best not to use that word. And when I find myself, try T R Y. Yeah, try. like I said, I'm not gonna say it, but you said. Okay, it. well, I had to say it because I had to like spell it and like figure that out. Yeah. yeah, you know, right? Because like, there's no you know, there's no T R Y. Either you do it or you don't. You sound like Yoda. Maybe so. Maybe <laughs> so. You do it or you don't do it. There's no in betweens, and this elder, <laughs> so this elder told me that, like when I was like in you know early twenties and stuff, and uh, brother Deloitte Parker, uh, Shape Community Center in Houston, and I went up to him, I said something, I was like, yeah, but I'm trying to do this, brother. Don't ever say that word again. <laughs> There's no such thing as try. You do it or you don't. And right, and this is this is a different way of refraining. Another thing that um, I. And this one takes work. I think it's just more so grammatically when, when writing is problematic, though. But can't, you know, I can't do this. I can't, I can't go here. I can't. No, there's no such thing as what can't be done in my mind. It's like, how? How is the question? Reframing that instead of saying what can't be done, how can this be done? And when, you, you know, you factor in that how, this okay, maybe you could do this this way or that way or that way. It opens up more doors than can't. Can is like, mm, instant 
closed, it's shut down, it's off. What do you do when other people, external people, are saying you can't do that? Like, you're not allowed to do that. You can't do that. Yeah, so how can I do this? You know what I'm saying? If you and I, like, we, we're doing, you know, a project together, it's like, yeah, we can't do this. And I'm going to ask you, well, how can we do this? All right. I will, you know, I will we'll put it back on them. It's like, no, this, I'm just not going to buy into that, you know? He, or, or you, but now, in the case of discrimination, you tell me, like, I can't use the ladies' room, you know? Yeah, then, then we got a problem, right? Yeah, you should. And then still, once again, that's like, how can this be? How can you say that I cannot use the ladies' room? You know, it still gets back to reframing that that can't. Another um, play on words, and I forgot the, the actual you know, term for it in, uh, in 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 English like studies. Um, but when you you know take acronyms and make words out of them, but I can't. You know, I C A N T. You can look at it this way: I control all negative thoughts. Oh, look at you and your whatever those are. Yeah, I can't think of what that what that's actually called. Like, mm-hmm. you know, one of my professor's friends told me what that is called. But it is it, actually something that when you do that. But nevertheless, it's like reframing it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I control all negative thoughts here. Period. Well, you control your... Okay, so like I just had, I just... Like I was just talking to EJ David and we were talking about internalized oppression and like all these negative thoughts that are... That you, that you have because you've got these all these external forces that are constantly telling you something about yourself. That, yeah, that may not jive with you or are not true or they're false. Or maybe it is like, you know, it is. I can't can't deny the fact that my ancestors were, in, were enslaved, you know. I can't deny the fact that I haven't been impacted by generations of, of, of trauma implied by you know, systemic, you know, racism. Also by the own trauma that happens within my family, you know, and the things that like, you know, my father, mother, grandmothers did like that affects me now. The fact that, you know, my dad didn't get up and go to work that day is the reason why I'm not eating today. That's just trauma, right? So, yeah. And and, and those things play, play into our own personal uh, narratives of who we are. Yeah, we still are not, our thoughts, right? We, 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 you know, we have these, these thoughts, just like in meditation, you know, they say if you, you know, you have a, you have, you know, you're doing your meditation and it's like, oh my gosh, I want a pizza, right? We're not the pizza. <laughs> I might be the pizza. Right, right. You might be the pizza, <laughs> but we're not the pizza. We're not our, our thoughts. Like let them, let them, let them go by. Um, and, and let them move. We don't have to like attach so much or put so much weight and emphasis on, well, such and such, you know, um, told me I'm a piece of crap. Like, no, I'm not a piece of crap, you know? Or maybe I feel like crap today. You know, this is a crappy situation, but I'm not crap. You know, I'm, I'm more, I'm better than this. So you could do that work of, of reframing. Those, all that, that, you know, this gets me to the point where reframing helps with, you know, with mental health as well, too. Because we deal with this, this, this stigma or, like, you know, being labeled as, as crazy and things like this. No, I'm, I'm not. You know, I, I have some issues going on here that are, like, you know, chemically induced, you know, brain neurotransmitters not working or they wired this way or that way. But I, I'm not 
I'm not gonna buy into to that and like attach it to my whole soul and livelihood and, and being like yeah. and then when that breaks down then like what are I'm left with nothing and it also like makes me think about what you said earlier like in other periods of time and in other belief systems like there's nothing wrong with you oh yeah totally totally but you know but many of those traditions they take those people and put them at the edge of the village you know it's like yeah you're on your own with that we get it we still love you but you're on your own I mean, today there's been no cure for mental illness of, of any nature. You know, we have medication that subdues, that takes symptoms away. There's no cure for the common cold. Just, you know, you know, drink this tea or whatever, this cough suppressant to suppress your cough. It doesn't change the fact that there's mucus inside your body that needs to come out. You know, we, you treat the symptoms, but there's no cure to these things. And, and still to this day, no civilization, culture, community in the world has come up with an answer. Uh, the best thing we've, we've come close to is with talk therapy. I mean, people have done things like bloodletting, you know, um, in, in, you know in, in, in Greek times, you know, the lobotomies, you know, just here in, in the 20th century, you know, like less than 100 years ago, that was like the cure for it. But why, like, why do you need a cure so much as just like an acceptance? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's just my point. That's just my point. You know, we, we, we're constantly looking for, for, for cures to solve these problems, but some things that just can't be solved. So, or well, like I said. Can you just reframe it as not a problem? Right. Once again, see, I use that word can't, right? And you brought that back to me. Like, well, can we, you know, how we rephrase this, you know? That was MC Mahogany Magnetic sharing her words of wisdom about mental illness. I want to add a reminder here that about 20% of adults in the U.S. have mental health conditions. Can they be cured? No. But are they treatable with lots of different things, from therapy to building connections to medications to creating art? Yeah. Yeah, they are. I spend so much time talking to people in recovery, and it's very, very possible. So if you listen to this and you're having trouble reframing your situation— Check out some of the resources on the Mental Health Mosaics website, or you can go online to Mental Health America or NAMI. There are also many great mental health podcasts, like Unapologetically Black Unicorns about Black mental health, and the Anonymous Eskimo Recovery Podcast, which highlights stories of recovery. So many options. If you want to speak to someone directly, you can always call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 273-8255. They're there to listen even if you aren't thinking about suicide. You just hurt. They can connect you with local resources and people with lived experiences who totally get what you're feeling. There really is hope, even in the winter. Many thanks to Mahogany, who reminds me of that. And thanks to you all for listening. Please share this with anyone else who may need it in their lives too. And check out other episodes of Mental Health Mosaics. Have a good winter.